What God has prepared for those who love Him. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Today we are moving on in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 6 through 10. Uh, But before we do that, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, it's a new day and we love you, Lord. Uh, We thank you that your promises are true and that you're faithful to them. Father, as we come before you through your word again today, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be active and alive in our presence, uh, working through the word to uh, zero in the message in such a way that we might truly understand it and apply it. Uh, We pray, Lord God, that you would touch uh, whatever place in us needs to be challenged, convicted, uh, uplifted, or encouraged through your word today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 10. Paul writes, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. <clears throat> so Paul is staying on the theme of wisdom. He continues to make a distinction between human wisdom and godly wisdom, heavenly wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Uh, human wisdom falls short. Um, on any given day, watch the news for a couple of hours And you can see the dilemma that world leaders have making decisions for their countries uh, as they're faced with challenging and perplexing questions and challenging and perplexing issues uh, that they don't have the answers for. And they might convene and conference and have conversations about what the best approach would be. But always the missing component is that they're not consulting the God of the universe, (laughs) who has the answer uh, the moment they ask. Um, God is not always quick to reveal the exact uh, outcome, uh, but he will faithfully reveal the direction and faithfully reveal his purposes if we seek him. And so that's what Paul is talking about here. He says uh, human wisdom goes about making its decisions and doing its things without ever pausing to consult God. They don't really care to know what God thinks. Um, But Paul says in verse 7, No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, uh, and that God destined for our glory before time began. So uh, for those who don't have spiritual eyes to see, for those who are not walking in the ways of God, who are not walking in the ways of the Spirit, the truths of God will be hidden from them. Um, Because they don't have the proper uh, spiritual uh, sight 
to uh, to see clearly the things of God. Their eyes are are closed to those things. There are scales over their eyes that prevent them from seeing the ways and will of God um, because they're not open to it. Um, they have closed themselves off to uh, seeing that God has any option to provide them for direction in their lives. They're intent on seeking uh, their will and their way, and uh, they're not open to consulting with their creator. And so God has hidden his wisdom from them. Uh, But for those uh, who love him, uh, this wisdom, this hidden mystery, uh, was destined for our glory before time began. The mystery is the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of salvation, the mystery of redemption in Christ, uh, hidden to those who don't have the spiritual eyes to see it. Um, to them, it seems like folly, and it seems silly, uh, and it seems like uh, a crazy myth. Uh, but to those who believe, uh, we see that God, this was God's plan from the start, and that's what Paul is addressing here. Then in verse 8, Paul says, None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, we know that God sometimes uses unwittingly, um, uses unwitting human beings as his tools, uh, as his... uh, as his vessels for accomplishing his purpose in the world. And that's exactly what happened when Jesus was uh, tried and crucified and, and put on a cross as a sinner, as a criminal, um, as one who deserved death because he was taking on the, the wrath for human sin that belonged to us. It wasn't Jesus who was the criminal. It wasn't Jesus who had sinned. It wasn't Jesus who had done anything wrong. Uh, But the world condemned him. Uh, He was accused of the sin of blasphemy. And uh, because the Jewish leaders who put him on the cross didn't have the spiritual insight to see who he really was. And so instead of seeing him as Messiah, they killed him. Uh, as a religious criminal, as a sinner, someone who had the the guts to declare himself to be the Messiah, and they didn't believe that he was. And so um, <clears throat> their false charges put him to death. But God used them to accomplish his purposes. Jesus needed to die. It was God's purpose that Jesus would be crucified, uh, would die and be buried, and then raised again on the third day. Uh, Jesus was the propitiation for our sins. He was the atonement for our sins. He was the one who paid the penalty for our sins, and so he had to die. But Paul's point is an interesting one, and and he says, hey, if they would have seen Jesus for who he was, they would have never put him on the cross. But they didn't see, and God used them because of their failure to see. Um, But he goes on in verse 9, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. He's talking about all of the benefits of grace and mercy, all of the benefits of, of coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. We couldn't even imagine the things that God has prepared for us uh, if we didn't have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the mind to conceive. He gives us the mind to understand the things of God, and we see the preparations he made for our salvation and redemption and for our future eternity and glory with him. 
but these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. You have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. You have to know the Holy Spirit of God. You have to um, be open to the Holy Spirit of God to get the insights that the Spirit has to bring. I pray that you know him. I pray that you have a relationship with God's Holy Spirit. If you have received Christ, he makes his Spirit available to you in the in the most intense way possible. He says that if we uh, proclaim him and we receive his salvation, that the Spirit of God comes to dwell in our hearts. And I pray that you're accessing the spiritual resource of God's Spirit alive within you on a daily basis. I pray that you experience the empowerment, the insight and knowledge and understanding that the Spirit brings that you would experience the fulfillment of the things that Jesus says the Holy Spirit would come to do in John 14, uh, and that you would have the empowerment of the Spirit that Jesus promised uh, in Acts uh, chapter 1, and that the church, after the ascension of Christ, experienced in Acts chapter 2 at the, at the coming of the Spirit at Pentecost. I pray that you have Pentecost experiences in your heart all the time, as you're walking close with the Spirit of God. All right, my friends, a great teaching from Paul today. I love the book of 1 Corinthians, and we are just scratching the surface, just getting started, and I look forward to continuing in our study together as we, uh, as we meet again tomorrow. God bless.